Industries Lifetime Achievement Award is one of Campus Movie Fest's longest-running and most prestigious accolades. Welcome back to another episode of CMF Spotlight, the official podcast of the world's largest student film festival. I'm your host, Zach Lovelace. This episode is brought to you by the Terminus Conference and Festival, the one-of-a-kind event that celebrates emerging filmmakers and game developers with four days of workshops, film screenings, video games, parties, tournaments, awards, and more. So come on out and learn from the best. Make connections and join the party. Details at TerminusEvent.com. Today I had the chance to go back in time. The year was 2007. The school, the University of Georgia. Evan Padgett and Vikas Shaw, founding members of the team Pooh Industries, had just completed their fourth year with CMF, and up to that point, no one else had done so. Honoring their consistency, CMF gave them the first annual Pooh Industries Award, an accolade for CMF teams that make a movie every year of their attendance, and push the boundaries within the competition. I sat down with Evan and Vikas, who would go on to work for CMF post-graduating, and together we drank our way through some terrapin and took a glimpse at how CMF has evolved over the years. And so to kick off the interview, I'm going to give you a little taste of their infamous movie, Cocaine the Musical. Freeze, taint stains. We've been tracking you for months now. The game is up, chumps. We've got this place surrounded. Throw your weapons on the floor. And what should we do now? Not going back to jail. Grab your guns and open fire unless you want it up the tail. Since we're talking about Athens, I kind of want to try to make an attempt to get us into the mindset of being in Athens, Georgia in the year 2002 (laughs) to 2007-ish. Oh, let's do it, man. Evan has pulled out this uh, six-pack of terrapin... High five IPA. Ironically, we didn't really even drink much when we were in college. Yeah, keep in mind this is in the middle of a regular work day here at Ideas United. Yeah, uh, and this is nothing out of the ordinary. Cheers. Yeah, well, cheers. Hey, cheers to CMF and uh, this podcast. And cheers. So, what were your majors, respectively? My major was music, um, but I minored in mass communication, and I got a music business certificate, uh, and then. I probably almost minored in a couple other things. I was very indecisive of my freshman year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I did um, telecommunication arts, which is um, just covers a bunch of media, film production type stuff. Um, I don't, it's called something else today. I'm not sure what it is. And I also minored in film studies. Awesome. Uh, so you guys graduated the same year, I'm presuming. Uh, yeah, around Technically. there. Technically. Okay, okay. Yeah. 2006, 2007. That was, yeah. I was a freshman in high school, so that should put into perspective how old wow. I am. Yeah. Wow. So you guys graduated from UGA, but before that, you came in contact with CMF. Right. Now, was that <clears throat> your 
first foray into filmmaking or were you guys growing up, since you kind of grew up side by side, were you guys thinking of being filmmakers before that? Back in high school, me and Vegas, you know, we had a camera, we made a bunch of, you know, stupid shorts, the kind you make with your your idiot friends. Yeah. Um, instead of you going know, on dates and stuff. Instead of going or, on dates. Or doing or, drugs or, or drinking or going to parties. Yeah. We ended up making this, like, 20-minute um, film for our, our band banquet, and that was kind of our, like, our, our bow. Our last hurrah. Yeah. So we thought. Um, okay. It was yeah. called Homeless Jack. I haven't played the title character. Um, and then we went to college, um, and we had no ambitions or equipment, uh, I think was the main thing. Sure. Um, Specifically the ambitions part. <laughs> Very few ambitions. It wasn't until sophomore year um, I was I was going to these uh, meetings, these film meetings to uh, program what films played. I go I go to one meeting and um, David Romer's there, um, and he was hawking his new film festival competition thing, and they provided you with a camera, a laptop, and all the editing software and tripod and all that which is exactly what we didn't have. So I remember just like my mind being blown during that meeting. Like I run back to the dorm. I'm telling these guys about it. We immediately signed up and that was 2004. And that was our, our four, the beginning of our four year run with, okay. with CMO. Before we were just making dumb movies that we could only show our friends. And this was before YouTube, so no one was able to see any any of our stuff but through cmf we get to um make some dumbass movie and put it up on the big screen for everybody yeah. to see i think that was like our main motivator throughout the four years they awarded the top three films later on they started doing best drama best comedy best picture okay. and eventually i think they you guys have turned into doing four jury award winners but mm -hmm. uh we didn't make the top three in that first year but what really motivated us to keep going back was just the fact that like our movie was pretty ridiculous and got like the biggest reaction out of the crowd, got the biggest applause. And I think that, at least for me, was the most important part of like the process that made me want to do it again next year. Yeah. And maybe the fact that you know we felt we were shafted out of the top three, mm -hmm. which I'm sure nobody can relate to, uh, out there in CMF land. Um, you know, was just was just gave us a chip on our shoulder, and made us want to come back next year and do it yeah. again. And planning out and shooting these movies every year for CMF. The first year we got shown in the top sixteen. That was great, you know, some of our parents came down, like, people reacted, it was fun. The second year is kind of where the controversy begins. Oh, the, the enter controversy. <laughs> yeah, we put our heart and souls into a musical that we wrote, Cocaine the Musical, you might have heard of it, mm -hmm. and we were 100% sure that it was going to win this year, because there was no one else who, would have made, who could have made a musical. No one would have even thought of it, whatever. It was the same thing as the first year, they only awarded the top three like and they would sh they would show the first 13 movies and then wait to show the top three in order super nerve-wracking which is like was waiting for a great experience yeah, but sure. we saw the 13 films so we were like okay we haven't shown ours yet we're definitely in the top three we show the third to last film it wasn't ours all right we're definitely in the top two this is great they show the second one second to last and like okay this is it we won we have to have won. <laughs> we won the whole thing <laughs> yeah and then they show the very last film and it's not ours. Oh, no. It's a musical, sort of. It has singing <laughs> in it. But it was just like, it. I mean, Statue of Limitations, it was a piece of crap. I mean, no, I, I don't want to put that out there. there it, was, it was fine. It was funny. It was, I, I hated it because mm -hmm. it wasn't ours. Sure. But, um, you know, them's the breaks. We, you know, demanded the CMF staff, which was our current founders and executive team here at IDs United today, but we demanded the staff, like, 
tell us what happened, what went wrong. Apparently, uh, it got disqualified. This was back in the very early days of CMF. So, you know, they had their big sponsorship with Delta. And they, they I guess the, the founders and everything, they were kind of, they were just worried, you know, like, yeah. how far can we push the limit here? Like, how close can we get to, to controversy here, you know, before Delta starts to get nervous? Mm-hmm. And so I think that that definitely like played into it. And from what we've heard from them, you know, there were behind the scenes, like brawls between them, you know, some loved our movie, some thought it, it went way too over the line. And, you know, all that back and forth led to our disqualification. In summary, like it was during a time where like blood, somewhat swear words or like even partiality was like mm-hmm. not even thought of being done for like a sponsored festival like this. Sure. And it was like just in the infant days of CMF, no one really pushed the limits there yet. I think we had a gay cowboy scene in the first year. And then this one, we had drugs everywhere and a reference like to uh, songs curing cancer or something. We we used the word cancer. They didn't like the word cancer. That being said, you know, we got all, all our bad feelings out of our system. And then we were motivated to, to come back the next year and just like blow it out of the water, you know, yeah. like make our make our magnum opus. Um, and um, that's the year that we, you know, finally won something. And yeah, yeah. Campus that was the first picture. time they had best comedy, drama, and picture. So gotcha. Uh, we made <clears> a zombie um, film. Dying days. Dying days. That was that was probably like the most fun that we had. Like we were, you know, on a certain level trying to trying to make as legitimate a film as we could. You know, the production design, the filming, the editing, like everything. We had an HD camera for that. Yeah, HD camera. Um, we, you know. Yeah. We, we decided to go all out, you know, invite all our friends. Like, there's a huge, like, zombie scene at the beginning yeah. where there's all like, these people in a parking lot. And Dying Days, I feel like, was, like, our, our pinnacle in terms mm-hmm. of all that kind of stuff. And Yeah, <clears throat> I, I think partially, like, we there's a part of us that wanted to, like, become better filmmakers and actual filmmakers as we went, like, when we realized that, yes, we could do this. But really, at the root of it all, we were just a bunch of friends who kind of liked to laugh at each other when we dressed up. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, like, like the core of it, like, hey, wear this costume. That's hilarious. So how did you get stuff with such scale and scope, like the beginning of Dying Days with the parking lot, with all the chaos and the zombies running around and everything? Did you just ask your friends or your doormates or what? Yeah, it was our friends and friends of friends. And, yeah, yeah, I think we had, like, you know, 35, 40 people there. Yeah. We had... I think we put flyers up for that, maybe. We found, like, a... Yeah, I think we put flyers up. We had, like a guy that specialized in makeup and we had a little tent set up where he oh, yeah, was putting guy. zombie yeah makeup guy I don't even remember like, his name. <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're putting you know zombie makeup on everybody went there real early one morning it happened to be like you know super foggy it was like the purpose yeah. perfect like atmosphere for that and everything and yeah it was just a whole lot of blood a whole lot of fun and i think like, eight boxes of krispy kreme donuts to make everyone happy yeah <laughs> I think some of those. Well, I think some of those donuts ended up as like oh, makeshift yeah. guts, like oh, when, yeah, the when, leftover, when the yeah. guy was like getting his guts torn out. Yeah, and yeah we dipped <clears throat> pieces of those donuts into like the red yeah, dye the blood, yeah. and uh, whatever the corn syrup wow. mixture was. <clears throat> we we even had like several uh, deleted scenes from that movie, like okay. se- several other like zombie attacks and stuff yeah. like that. We we really went all out. Yeah, um, I just remember the zombie abortion that we yeah. had to cut. Like, not for content for time oh no i think that one that one was 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 sort of content that was that that scene was disturbing even to us it was a little you have to have your limits you have to have your limits uh we won't go too much into that scene i'll call it a little snuffy in nature uh 
but Man, yeah, it just didn't make so the much. cut. Uh, yeah, just just sitting on a mini DV tape somewhere, you know, back in the <laughs> archives. So a question I can ask you guys is, if you could go back in time and talk to yourselves about doing CMF for the first time, what advice would you give yourself? Yeah, I would say, you know, do what do what excites you, what makes you laugh. Like, I think, like Vika said earlier, that was our main motivator um, for pretty much all these films, and that, like, really carries you through the process. Like, yeah. you you want to do your, your best work. You want to do the best stuff that you can in service of, you know, making whatever it is that excites you awesome. You're not trying to, like, make anything to, to please anybody or um, to do what you think is going to win any awards like you have to do what you are excited about I mean honestly like <laughs> there's so many there's such a huge variety of things that have won throughout the years in CMF mm -hmm. like there's not an answer to that question yeah like true. you know we've seen everything the the regional winner in 2004 or 5 was like uh, like pretty much an experimental film that one from Georgia mm -hmm. Tech or whatever so yeah, like like Everything's everything has won, you know. So yeah. whatever whatever you're gonna make best, that's what you should make. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of judges can get swayed by having a really nice camera and lens, and like, not everyone can afford that. But I think at the end of the day, what's going to rise to the top is beyond production value, which is more about like using what you know to the best of your ability. Like I kind of have like a rating scale to like put into context what I should be doing for the resources available. Mm -hmm. Um, so like if you know that you don't have like a red camera you maybe are just filming on something slightly better than your iPhone like and you don't have much time you don't have much resources you don't have any friends to help you out then it's like saying do I want to make a three star movie or a ten star movie mm -hmm. I think what we always tried to do for the films that I feel like were the worst of our attempts was like we tried to make a ten star movie and then our resources only got us to like let's say six or seven stars Yeah. if you try for a three star movie and you hit two stars or even three stars like by, I guess, relation, by comparison, like, I'd rather make a three out of three star film than a three out of five star film. So I think just kind of knowing your limits, maybe setting realistic standards and then like trying to exceed those as much as you yeah. can. That, that also reminds me, um, when we were making Dying Days, that was the most planning that we had done for any movie prior to the start. Um, you know, we had the whole schedule mapped out, like everybody's, you know, we'd done the producing work, we'd done like everything. We, you know, we go to pick up our, our equipment, um, you know, like 12 o'clock, CMF opens on launch day. We go pick up our equipment, and that day we find out that we lost our main location um, really? for the movie. And we that, that def definitely, like, sent us for a tailspin um, for, like, half a day. You know, there were, there were some of us that were like, okay, let's just give up. Let's make a, a talking toilet movie. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, just like every yeah. every character is a toilet. We even started filming that. Um, really? Like we put some um, Fish fishing wire, yeah, yeah, fishing wire on yeah. the lid so that we could make it talk. And you know, and then the other half of us were out driving around Athens trying to find new locations. Uh, and amazingly, by that night, we had new locations lined up. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, don't give up. Like, there's never anything that can get in in your way. You know, just keep pushing through. You know, you're going to get a little sleep. You're going to skip a couple classes. But that's, yeah. you know, that's college, and that's part of the fun of it, certainly. So your team, Poo Industries, has a legacy with CMF. Tell me about that. We made four 
films for CMF, all of them pushed mm-hmm. the envelope, all of them changed <laughs> the way people saw the competition in a way, and like, you know, it's kind of set a, an unspoken bar of success. Mm-hmm. Um, our final film was more of just like us going back to like having fun and just goofing around and like we weren't trying to win as hard as we were the year before we made it yeah, i think we were seven totally minutes long fun. Yeah. uh and the limit was five <clears throat> minutes so like we knew that it wasn't gonna probably win anything anyway so um i think we might have won a golden tripod award we, we or something through, in like the end. most like best uh like funniest moment it, it was like audience choice oh okay yeah we got audience choice so that moved us to regionals and we okay. got screened at the regionals but there's no way we were making nationals because we didn't make even the top yeah. three at regionals. So I think it was CMF's way of still having us be part of the national competition as we usually were, um, and then kind of them tipping their hat to our career. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, making, yeah, four, I, four films in four years. Yeah, we're probably, I think, the first team to do that. I think since there have been a lot of other teams that have done that. And, I, and more. Yeah, and more, I mean, but... I remember there's one guy, Georgia Tech, who did his undergrad, graduate, and doctorate, and he made, I think, seven to nine in a row. Oh I forgot goodness. what it was, but he, like, seven... I think he started around the same time we were still in college. Yeah. And then he, like, maybe graduated finally, like, left Georgia Tech in, like, 2012. So, like, I think he made somewhere... Like, I remember meeting him. He's like, yeah, I've been making this these since, like, 2005, six. He's like, wow. all right. So, yeah, he's he's been... He was at it for a while. But, like, none of him won anything. None of him even, like... Yeah. He just liked doing it because he liked doing it. And I think that's, like, the other end of the spectrum of like it's just kind of an outlet and like even if you don't win anything or don't make the top 16 it's like people like that just appreciate the fact that they have a chance to make something and yeah. have it on a website somewhere or have something to put on youtube just to show their families or whatever so yeah yeah and the poo industries lifetime achievement award that's been in place since when? 2007 2007 yeah. so really right after you guys that was our final year. Yeah, that was our final year. Yeah, we all took a victory lap, so nice. for the most part. Yeah. But some some of our team was one year younger than us, so yeah. How does making a film four years in a row translate to working for the festival? I think what really happened was like they they were starting up the beginnings of what well, what is now we make, but uh, used okay. to be the Distinguished Filmmakers Network. So they, you know, it started their little email listserv kind of a thing of. You know the top winners from all the schools. So obviously we were. They actually, I think, after the last, after we got the Pooh Industries Award, they invited everyone there to their office headquarters, which back then was uh, the top floor of a duplex or something. <laughs> yeah. uh, but like, that's that's what they worked at. If it was David Romer and Dan Costa's apartment that they shared, um, but yeah, they turned into totally a little just home out office. of the house. So like they invited us there. They had you know all the films playing on different IMAX and just food and just hung out so like we we were kind of at least on a first name basis with everyone mm-hmm. campus movie fest parent company ideas united mm-hmm. uh did a couple of av gigs for like big bigger conferences and conventions and all that yeah. and hired a, hired us uh they i think we co-produced something with them i think there was a commercial contest for klondike bars like back when you know branded commercial like crowdsource commercials were big yeah um so we Help, like we use some of their gear and their equipment to help produce something that we wrote and direct. I interviewed, I think a year after I graduated, then I said no, because <laughs> I was I just didn't think I wanted to travel at the time. And then a year later, I was yeah. like, yeah, okay. And then we were full time in two thousand nine, January. Yeah, 2009. we started touring in two thousand nine. Um, yeah. And then uh, it was yeah, weird. We were, we were on. <laughs> I think we shared a couple of schools. Um, we were technically on different tours. I don't know how many years you were on tour. It's like I think two I did it for a year and a half. Oh, okay. Well, what about uh, favorite CMF films that you guys didn't make? 
I mean, Knife Dick? Would that be? No, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just like the title of that one. Um, it's, it's, uh, There's so much behind that. I've never seen that, but that sounds yeah. amazing. I mean, I think Butterfly King out of UCLA is probably one oh, of my favorites. Oh, that solid. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that, always been like a favorite amongst the internal crew at IU and everything. Yeah, but there's like some of those crazy ones out of Alabama, like uh, Abednego Swallows the uh, the Day or whatever, like. The Yesterday. The Yesterday, yeah. yeah. Like me like, and Vika's always gravitated towards the, the really like weird, absurdist yeah. type type films. Scrabble, uh, the motion picture out of Bridgewater State, um, 2009, <clears throat> I think, was, is like still just one of the most ridiculous, like cool, lo-fi, campy, but like yeah. high ambition movies that I've ever seen. Um, un- un- unattainable. Um, unattainable. Out of, out except of, for the last out of Bridgewater. five seconds. I like yeah, everything Except for the last five seconds. The like, lead actor of that just got uh, nominated yeah, for yeah, a, uh, what was it? SAG Award. The SAG Award, yeah, yeah. for stunts. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah, wow. so like Unattainable was just this great like ninja, uh, like fighting action type movie. And yeah. it had like some great choreography and like, you know, just like took it, took the you know cmf several layers beyond i know you like my ketchup smiles loyola it was like dead meat or something like that oh yeah i remember um, yeah. getting meat that's what it was called oh getting meat yeah. yeah it was actually shot getting in the bhs meat. yeah like some some like girl was trapped down in a, like a like a cell down in a basement and it was like mm-hmm. demon or something i don't know it was, that's what i like wow, all right, all right. No. demons uh, and incarceration <laughs> here's a question for you guys where do you go for inspiration i mean i'm still really into film and stuff like that and obviously it's like a totally different world with streaming and stuff yeah. like that these days um and um yeah i mean shoot i just yeah i mean i love stories with purpose and a thought behind it mm-hmm. and you know some kind of reflection of of you know humanity um which you can you can find in so many things now because so many things are made so well these days that like it's almost a prerequisite that you know it has to um you know like meet those sort of standards i think i still kind of get mine through music and i don't know if i do this on purpose or not but i kind of like starve and binge myself on music a lot and i kind of use the times i binge as like time to like let my mind expand a little bit um gotta sound like I'm tripping when I say that, but no, but like just to kind of get my brain thinking on a different wavelength. Some of my heroes in terms of filmmaking are kind of like, I think like Trey Parker, Matt Stone, like of okay. South Park fame yeah. and, and Book of Mormon fame. And like they, they always use music really well in terms of like, like they're just, they just have music in their blood too. So yeah. um, I feel like one day, like I'd love to do stuff like that. I mean, that's where kind of cocaine the musical was somewhat based on cannibal the musical which is their first feature yeah Um, we were just watching that in in college just in our dorm and then at some point like we were listening to the melodies and we're like you know we kind of like figured out the the like art behind it and we're like oh let's definitely just apply this to cocaine yes and we kind of like yeah that was our that was our like cannibal the musical was cocaine yeah so i mean i think kind of getting my brain into like listening and analyzing music and whatnot kind of helps me come up with visuals mm-hmm. a lot and again at the, at the end of the day it's like i like watching people dress up in costumes and, and yeah. filming it so like it's just kind of like that same like it's going to be impossible to replace the chemistry that like Pooh industries had of like just all of us having 
having fun making jokes and 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 finding reasons to 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 film ourselves doing stupid things and acting like people that we weren't and i think it's always you know i think remembering the fun that we had in those days and so i get this so have with evan every now and then here at work that kind of is what still like that's like the that i guess searching for something that still feels like that is kind of like also, also what inspires me too like i just yeah. like that kind of collaboration and that kind of like pure joy of just making something mm-hmm. not for work not for anything else just for kind of like influencing others in some sort of positive way through film that sounds super corny but like <laughs> but like just like if like i can make a crowd of people laugh or smile or whatever yeah. like that's that's just not fun to me yeah. and and yeah. and all just because like you know me and my friends are all giggling to each other in the dark and not going on dates and <laughs> and just like yeah. making little jokes to each other and then finally finding a way to put that on <clears throat> screen somewhere like and then having other people share the same humor as us like that's mm. just yeah it's all about you getting know. your rocks off cheers to that <laughs> <laughs> so final question last question and that's it outside of work outside of campus movie fest what are you guys working on anything new I mean, we. I think I have the bug, but um, also I have a cold, dead soul that has to come to adulthood. Um, yeah. So you know, it's. I, I'm still telling myself that one day I'll get back into doing things outside of work, but like, it's it's tough. What like well, it's like a blessing and a curse that like I get to spend my day being creative and coming up with ideas for for video, and yeah. uh, it's also a curse that like I I come yeah, home once you're done, and I'm yeah. just like I'm I'm done. I can't yeah. do it anymore. Like. Yeah. Uh, you know, like we both have recently got married in the last four or five years. We're settling down. I think, you know, we have houses, like we're adults. <laughs> and I think. It sounds depressing as shit. It is. Like, you know, no, no, well, no. hey, not every story ends in like a happy, perfect, beautiful sunset ending, but like, but uh, some sunsets different, are different than others. I think they're. I, I haven't put it out of my head that like I'll get back into doing mm-hmm. film outside of work again. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's for the time being, I get to kind of do it while working, which is like the best of both worlds. So yeah. I kind of get my rocks off anyway, coming and get a paycheck for it. So, uh, <laughs> that's all you, know. you can ask for. Yeah. That's it's all you true. can ask for. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my, maybe I sold my soul to the man, but you know, as long as I still get to, the man feeds you, so. yeah, the man feeds me. And then as long as I get to still have a couple silly ideas heard and maybe yeah. actually produced, then, um, you know, that's, that's something that not a lot of people can say who have come through the ranks of CMF and, are now lawyers or accountants or I kind of like feel like I'm living a, a dream job of sorts. Thanks again for joining us, guys. We'll see you at Terminus when we give the Pooh Industries Lifetime Achievement Award to another worthy team. For all you students itching to compete, the CMF Tours are entering their last few schools for the semester. Those schools are Tulane University and Fordham University. If you attend either of those schools, come on out and show us what you got. Keep track of us on all of our social media platforms, all of which are linked in the bio. And thank you for listening. If you have any questions for us, feel free to email us at podcast at campusmoviefest.com. See you next time.